Welcome to the CircleofDocs.com podcast, where we believe it's all about one community to elevate the world of chiropractic. With your host, Dr. Bo Pierce. Hey, what's going on, Circle of Docs? Today, one very special, special treat for you. Well, Dr. Christina Cole is probably, in my mind, the biggest YouTube star in the world of animal chiropractic. Welcome to Circle of Docs. Aw, thanks. I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, well, they can't see you, so they can only hear you. So they probably can hear you through the speakers there. But, you know, I got to tell you, I came across your video just a few weeks back. Our, one of our staff members brought it to me, and they were like, you need to check out this chiropractor adjusting this dog. And I was like watching it and I was like tantalized by it. I was like, this is amazing. And then I looked down and it was like almost, I think it was like over 200,000 views. So I want to know, first off, how did you get to 200,000 views? Well, geez, uh, that is a question I keep asking myself too. Honestly, I think it's been word of mouth and people just kind of sharing it um, organically. I think I've shared the video once with my own personal Facebook followers and it's kind of spewed since then. I mean, like you said, it's it's only been up a year and it's kind of gone gone viral in a sense, at least in the chiropractic sense, um, that a lot of people have seen it. And I think the first time I kind of realized it is when I was looking at something the other day and literally someone else on a friend of mine's Facebook wall had shared an article written about me Mm -hmm. and I had no idea about it. It was like a complete shock and there was my video and I thought, well, that's interesting and kind of crazy. (laughs) Right, right. Well, that's awesome. Well, let's take a step back. We obviously want to talk a little about your journey into chiropractic and then ultimately how you became an animal chiropractor. So you were sharing before that you went to um, University of Michigan and then uh, to Life, Georgia. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, um, I went to University of Michigan for my undergrad and I had always been pre-veterinary. Okay. And so I did all of my, you know, undergraduate curriculum was focused on getting into vet school. Okay. And when I started doing a lot of interning and shadowing at several veterinary offices, I had this thing where I would pass out pretty much every time it came to surgery. I, I literally was holding a pit bull in my arms one time as I kind of got thrown into the mix during a surgery, and I'll never forget it. The the vet went to um, slice into an abscess, and I went down, and <laughs> I was holding the dog, and I was like, I'm going to faint, and I remember these vet techs just running behind me to grab the dog, and there I go on the ground. Wow. So that was slightly embarrassing and I like to call it my come to Jesus moment where I kind of had to reassess my life Mm -hmm. uh, because I knew I wanted to work with animals. I've, you know, grown up around animals. That's, that's been my life. I mean, I like to think that my mothering instinct is towards dogs and cats and horses versus humans. They just don't do it for me the way animals do. And people have always laughed, but I think that we each have our specialties and, and that's mine. I connect with them on a deeper level. So after that horrid incident, I remember sitting down with our own personal vet and asking, you know, is this something I'll get over? Mm-hmm. Will, will I be able to overcome this? And she said, you know, 50% do, 50% don't. And I wasn't willing to hedge my bets on that. So I actually ended up going to a graduate school fair uh, at U of M. And as you know, chiropractic schools recruit pretty hard. Right. So there were about 
five schools in there <laughs> when I walked in. And I'd been seeing a chiropractor since high school because I actually injured myself um, while I was on dance team. And so I kind of went into chiropractic with the mindset of, you know, if you're injured, you can go to a chiropractor. Well, my personal chiropractor kind of changed my mindset on that. And it was more of a, you know, expanding my optimal health, that sort of thing. So when I was walking through these booths, this one girl, her entire booth was all animal chiropractic. And I can't, I, I'm guessing it must have been a Parker um, booth or something like that since they've had the animal training. Mm -hmm. And I got into a conversation with her and I think I was there for three hours and wow. literally applied that night when I got home to three or four different schools, ended up picking life simply because... Um, Georgia was pretty close, well, relatively close to home, you know, a 10 hour drive if you speed like some of us. And my own personal chiropractor had gone to life and had nothing but good things to say about it. So that's why I ended up going there. Um, and then I actually went to options in Kansas to get my animal certification. Now, my question for you is this. At Life, I'm a Palmer grad. They didn't have any courses or anything in animal chiropractic, did they? No, no, okay. nothing like that. And, you know, I did go down there with the sole intent of working on animals. Right, I never right. really dabbled with the thought of working on humans. I, it didn't interest me. Uh, you know, a lot of times during class, I'd have to kind of remind myself of why I was there, especially mm -hmm. during hard classes. I would be like, why am I doing this? Right. And then I'd have to think, okay, there's a greater purpose. This is why you're here. You're here to get your degree and then go get another degree. Right. Um, but no, they didn't have anything. And I was lucky enough that I actually became friends with Austin Kamarik, one of my first quarters down there. And Jay is just one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life, as is his son. And I think truly whenever I would kind of get a little bit lost, and I've told Austin this before, he he was like the one thing that kind of got me back on track. Because mm -hmm. I would call him and be like, I don't know if I can do this. There's, you know, so many naysayers. And he'd be like, just focus. Right. You know what you're doing. You know what you want to do. And you're going to do it. So I really appreciate them for all of their help. And they really kept me on my path. How long was the program after life to get uh, is a veterinary uh, degree? I'm sorry, I'm not really familiar. No, it's it's literally just a certification course. Okay. So I think there's seven or eight places that you can go to get it. Um, it varies. There's, there's some overseas in Europe and Germany. Um, and then you've got uh, options, which is in Kansas. And I'm talking the middle of nowhere, Kansas. <laughs> but it's, it is a lot of fun. We had a great time. And, and you can be either a vet. Or a chiropractor, oh, wow. but you okay. have to be, um, you know, a doctor in either one of those, and you can then go to the program and get certified. So my program that I did was, I believe, seven weeks straight through. Wow! So okay. it is pretty. I think we had one day off, um, which you know was spent pretty much practicing on horses and, and that sort of jazz. Um, but it was all day, every day for the most part, and it was pretty rigorous and intense, especially when you kind of just got out of schooling and then, you know, you get right back into it and it's okay. just one thing after the other. You really don't have a chance to kind of simmer down. Um, so then at the end of it, we actually tested with the International Veterinary Chiropractic Association and that's who I'm certified through. So you've got the IVCA and then there's the AVCA, which I haven't gotten certified through them yet just because they test once a year and it's in Oklahoma. So me getting there is 
is difficult. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Now, for 95% of people that are listening to this podcast, you know, animal chiropractic is kind of one of those things like we just like hear and then we just kind of re- refer to somebody. I kind of want to take a little bit deeper dive if that's okay. I kind of want to know like what does your daily like um, practice life look like? Do you practice in your own freestanding clinic? Do you work in a vet clinic? What does that look like? It's really going to depend on what state you practice in. Uh So that's something that a lot of people would need to look into if they wanted to go further with it. For me in Michigan, you need to be working under supervision of a veterinarian. Even though I've got the certification, I still need to have that consent from them or be working right underneath them. So the way I've structured my practice is I'm I'm a mobile practice. I don't have any kind of brick and mortar. I service about nine or ten cities throughout um, southeastern Michigan. So I pretty much bounce from clinic to clinic. Mm -hmm. uh, just depends on the day. And I have different hours at each one. And they usually do all of my scheduling. So when I go there, I'll have, you know, three hours at a specific spot. But I'll just be booked up, you know, while I'm there. Um, And it's, it's convenient. You know, I have done... I offer house calls too with with the consent of a vet, but there are a lot of cases where you know you've got animals that can't get in a car mm-hmm. or you don't do well in the car, especially when you're talking about cats. Obviously, then you've got horses. Well, they're not getting into cars, so I go to barns too. It just it just kind of depends, but for the most part, I try to focus everybody into whatever place is closest to them, so that way I'm not limited to you know one specific spot and then pretty much anybody who's over an hour away will just write that off and maybe not go try animal chiropractic just because for, you know, a two-hour round trip, that's a lot of driving. I understand. I live out on the central coast here in California, and we have a big equestrian pool around this area. And a lot of people have uh, the chiropractor come in on more of like a maintenance or wellness type of schedule. Is that something that you see frequently in the equestrian realms as well as in, you know, canine and feline? You know, uh, for the equine world, it's been around a lot longer, mm-hmm. at least as far as I've kind of gathered. And when it comes to vet- veterinarians that practice chiropractic, they really focus, it seems at least where I am, on the equine world. Uh-huh. Small animal is becoming a bit more popular now, as at least I think more people are open to it, versus in the equine world when you talk about, oh, the chiropractor's coming out, it's not a surprise. People just kind of get that, right. and, and they understand it as far as biomechanics, because these people are riding these horses, and they really are watching the gates and that sort of thing. Because they're such a big canvas, whereas you look at a small animal, I mean, someone who's watching their little shih tzu walk around may not notice anything wrong with them. You're not getting on top of your Great Dane. I hope you're not. But that's just that's just the difference. Like, a rider is really in tune with their animal, whereas, you know, my dog's my snuggle buddy, but I'm not getting on top of his back to know that he's painful or, you know, that he's gone lame or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, for, let's say, you know, as a normal person that's obviously not in your world, what should a chiropractor, a doctor really look for when, you know, you're dealing with animals? As far as to know if they need chiropractic? Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, like a lot of time, you know, in people, you know, human realms, you know, people like, oh, I've got pain, they're hurting. Is it the same type of thing in, in the animal world? Or is it more like you're looking at more like gait deficiencies and things like you're talking about? 
Well, it truly depends on um, the animal. So mm-hmm. first you have to realize that with, with people, we're wusses. You know, when we hurt, we tend to complain about it or we really show it and we don't hide it whatsoever. When it comes to animals, they have a much different mentality than we do. You know, I always try to tell people they, even though you provide them this loving home, they get, you know, two square meals a day, tons of pets and snuggles, whatever, they can't differentiate between that and, oh my gosh, I'm going to die tomorrow if I'm weak. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't know that. So I always tell someone, you know, just because they're limping on and off, you know, something is wrong there. Your animal will compensate as much as they can to hide that. Um, So that way they don't appear weak to you. Because in the wild, you've got an animal that's limping, they're the first ones gone on the food chain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that makes a big difference. And that's partly why my practice has been so, um, you know, people wait till the very last minute because they have no idea. And we're trying to shift that mentality to the preventative and the protective nature versus the symptomatic. And I think once people get their animals in and have kind of been educated on it and realize that I'm there to help protect these things from happening or at least do our best to maintain the most stable body we can because they're animals. They're bound to get into trouble. It's just they're physical beings. It's it's what happens. Um, but if we can help protect against some of these things, it it helps a lot further down the road versus, you know, oh, my dog can't walk now. What can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want, it's a lot easier for pe- pe- me to be a um, first resort versus a last resort, which unfortunately is how it is a lot of times. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you were, I'm trying to say this. Speak to a student that's in your exact same realm right now, because I know there's a lot of, you know, students that are thinking maybe they'll go into animal chiropractic because it is kind of a really new and really trending thing that's out there. And you said you really struggled while through school. What would you tell that student? You know, I would just say, remember your purpose, because Mm -hmm. I think for a long time during school, you hear, you know, there's no way you can have a practice that's going to be all animals. That will never work. You know, you're going to have to work on people. Same thing when people talk about doing insurance versus cash practices. You know, you're going to have to do insurance to survive, blah, blah, blah. It's not true. It all depends on you. If you know what you want to do, go for it. I mean, I told people when I was getting my certification, I said, I will be success. They're all like, you know, three years in is when you'll be booked. That's when, that's when you'll kind of know you've made it. Well, I said, I'm not going to wait for three years. I want to be, I want to hustle. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be booked and get the word out there ASAP, like as much as I can. And so I think with that mentality, I just worked hard Mm -hmm. and made it happen. And that's what I would tell anybody in school is to just kind of forget what everybody else is doing because they're not you and they're not doing what you're doing, nor do they have the passion for it. I think that really is what set me apart is because I had no interest in the human realm of things, I was so focused and passionate about the animal side that it kind of shows through shows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not out there to just build a business. I really am doing it for the animals. And that's, that I think is what people can detect. And pet lovers, animal lovers will weed you out in a second if you're doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it for the good of their animal, they know. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you just connect on a deeper level. I love that. Where do you see the future for animal chiropractic going now that you've been in practice for a while? Honestly, I hope more people start trying it before mm-hmm. before they kind of decide to put animals down mm-hmm. when it seems like things are bleak. I think that's the hardest part is because I am often a last resort, I get a lot of these animals that, you know, if I can't fix them, they're getting put down. Mm-hmm. You know, you have timelines. And I think the more people kind of educate on alternative therapies, and that's, you know, acupuncture, laser, we've got color therapy, craniosacral work, like there's so many things that we can do for not only ourselves, but for our animals. And I think if people start doing that, we're going to see a real transcendence from this Western medicine idea into a more holistic, like, let's see what we can do for this animal on all these different avenues versus, oh, well, you know, so-and-so can't walk, so let's let's put them down. Doesn't matter what caused it or what didn't cause it. Or, you know, surgery might work, but maybe not. So it's it's becoming less of a bleak thing. And I think getting all these alternative therapies into that world, there's a lot more hope. And if there's any kind of population that accepts hope, it's it's an animal population. We would, I mean, I would do anything for my dog. So I know that people that are doing chiropractic for their animals are the type that will do anything for their animals. Yeah, I love that. Well, let me ask you this. If somebody wants to learn more about becoming um, an animal chiropractor, where do they need to go? Who do they need to con- get in contact with? Well, um, honestly, I think I was just kind of lucky to run into Austin at school. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have, before going down, I went in blindly. I had no idea what I was getting into. So I would say if they really want to learn more, they need to check out the different um, animal schools. So you've got you know Options in Kansas. You've got Parker uh, in Texas. You've got Healing Oasis, and I can't remember where they are. But there's a couple different really great schools, and they've got a lot of educational resources. So I would sooner check them out and then just kind of go on the IVCA or AVCA's website and see if there are any people that are certified near you because your best bet is to talk to people who are actually doing it and kind of get their perspective on things. Fantastic. You know, Doc, last question for you. People are going to want to get in touch with you and learn more about you. Where do they need to go? If they want to get in touch with me, they just need to hop on my website, um, www.advancedanimalchiropractic.com, and just hit the Contact Us button. I'm easy to reach, and email is probably the easiest way to get in touch. That or they can like me on Facebook, message me there, and I'm happy to help. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time today. You are an amazing doctor, a more probably amazing animal chiropractor than I've ever seen. And (laughs) keep out there saving lives no matter how many feet are on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. No problem.